Okay, number one and two, source number one. Hi, Kyle, it's Hello, guys. Oh, David, hi. Professor Blastoff, <laughs> begin transmission. Hi, it's Tignot. <laughs> of course Hi, it evolved Tig. that in the end. Hi, Tig. Hi, Kyle. Hi, hey, David. During the song, Kyle was doing a bit of a dance that got a little dirty. That's all we're going to say. At the you part where it goes, tick 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 at the end, just at the end. Yeah, Prior to that, it was very... It was very clean, and Mother would have loved it. Mother would love my dancing. But the end got... Got dirty, and Mother would have loved it. Self-love. Stop it. What did I just say? That was all we are going to say. Hmm. Clearly, well, we are liars, and welcome to our podcast. Yeah, and just as a heads up, even though um, Kyle's dancing and dirty dancing is over, he is doing this podcast topless. Mm-hmm. This episode, he we're has, trying to get ratings. We're trying to get ratings, so I'm doing the whole podcast <laughs> topless. Yeah. Yes, and uh, already the numbers are shooting through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of mother, I got into a fight with mother today. Oh, it's not a good story, but. Uh, <laughs> What did you get? Not in person. She's not visiting, right? Right. I'm going home tomorrow. But mother and I are on the phone. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's cute. You're going home to mother. Yeah, and then she just some she pushes my button sometimes. What'd she say? What happened? You know, like I was raised on guilt, so it's like very little like throws me off. Can I back it up a second? I um I I wish this had been set up a little bit more um late night desk style. Like uh, you you recently talked to your mother. Didn't you? Oh yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I did, yeah. Okay. No, anyway, it's Is not. Is that better, David? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I prefer you most interactions okay. too. Okay. So what happened? She with just mother? said like she'll throw like explosive guilt lines and like I never got a birthday present, and then we gi- we did give her a, we all pooled money in to give her a present, and then she returned it, <laughs> and then never went back to get a new version of the what boots did you we got. Get? We got her Ugg boots. Like sparkle Ugg boots she wanted. Sparkle Ugg boots. Because yeah. she's only 30, right? She's just turned 30, <laughs> so it's appropriate that my mother... Didn't you say your mom wears like leopard skin things? Yeah, and leopard sparkly pants and sparkle things. jackets. Mm-hmm. I love she that a, picture. a whole gold sparkle purse. Wasn't it last New Year's <laughs> Eve where she's in her robe just slumped over asleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, every this goes back to the guilt. Like, uh, I spend New Year's... Every with, New Year's you spend... For the past, like, 10 years. This year, you're not. <laughs> this year, I am not. You're out of there. Yeah. You're out there living it but up. The, yeah, the guilt... Good luck, mother. <laughs> I don't want mother to be alone for New Year's. So I'd spend it with her, but she'd fall asleep at 8.30, and then it's the most depressing New Year's for me. She's just, so just slumped over I in just, a row. Won't you come while see you're, me? I'm so lonely. While you're dancing around the house like I a snap. good boy. <laughs> and that's what good boys do. <laughs> when mother falls asleep, I continue to tap and jazz all night. I, I uh, mm. just snap pictures of her slumped over asleep on the couch. Yeah, I've seen those. Do you those. still kiss her at midnight? Yeah, I do. Good. You got All a problem right. with that? No, it's just cute. It's it adorable. Is cute. It's adorable. Well, I'm sorry about your fight. So the explosive line was nobody got me a birthday present. Yeah, and then like by the end of the conversation it became, "Oh, I just returned it and didn't get any new boots." And I was <laughs> trying to explain to her to 
that by saying that, you know, for the past 10 minutes, we could have just, you could have just said, oh, I haven't gotten new boots. Yeah. And this would have not been a whole argument. (laughs) And what did she say? (sighs) Just that I was exhausting or something like that. (laughs) You really are. (laughs) Kyle is exhausting. Too much of her. That's how I would describe you to anybody that would listen to me. I'd be like, Kyle is exhausting me today. Oh, mother. Um, Oh, mother. You know, they build your buttons and they just push them. Yeah. Anyway, All right. That's well, been podcast. Down here in the <laughs> down here in the hatch, talking about science and mother. <laughs> uh, you want to check in with the professor? We yeah. should have our mothers on at one point. I don't know if that'd be a good idea for mine, but uh, let's check in with the professor. Mother thing. Here we go. No good deed goes unpunished. Excuse the pun. Nish. Mend. Rascal. He is good. He is really average good. He's wow. medium nuts. So you doing, um, <laughs> are you going to see your mother? Do you consider that a good deed? Like, it's selfless. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, like, the fact that I moved away, it's up to me to go home for the holidays, which I'm starting to resent because I've been out here for, like, 12 years, and no one has come out to visit. <laughs> are you an only child? Nope, no. Your mother comes to visit. She came once for a wedding. That no. had nothing to do with me, yeah. She came also another time. She's come oh, out she came for, twice. Yeah. I had 12 yeah. years. And wait, your brother and sister live... Never came out here. They're still in Connecticut. Yeah. yeah, in Massachusetts. Okay. So you feel like a good boy. I just do feel like a really good boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you... What are you gaining? I mean, is there anything you can okay, gain Okay, it's it? called altruism. <laughs> All right, you found out it's altruism. <laughs> but you, so you Nothing would say is. you going to see your mother is not in any way altruistic. Well, I love my family. I want to see them, and uh, can't you just look at pictures? I'm like, I never thought of that. Yeah. I could just look at just pictures. look at pictures. You don't have to go home. Save yourself a grand. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, thing. It's expensive, and I don't like to fly. We've gone over this, but um, and why yeah. won't they come visit you? They blame it on the kids, that they have kids, but uh-huh. it's just... What does your mom blame it on? That she has kids? Yeah. And that they have kids? <laughs> I have you, so I can't come out there. Uh-huh. Well, does she apologize when she falls asleep at 8.30 on New Year's Eve? No. <laughs> but she's angry if you don't go? No, she's never been angry about You've that. You've taken it upon I, yourself. Yes, I... Very altruistic. It's like my father passed away like 12 years ago, and it's like the New Year's, the first New Year's was like the sad thing, and then it's, for some reason that holiday became very sad, and I felt like I didn't want her to be alone this like in her house. So it's something it you took upon thing. yourself. Yeah. And uh, when she found out you're not going home this year... She said she doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, how did how did she deal with it? I don't think she quite knows yet. Oh, like Meaning I kind of, like, I kind of just didn't say anything. Like I oh. said, I was going into New York after Christmas because you want to see the big ball drop. <laughs> <laughs> I hear there's a tree at Macy's in Santa Claus, <laughs> and um, so I'm gonna. I said I'm going to New York after you know on like the 27th or whatever, and I'll be back the. First, I think I told her that. Mm-hmm. But uh, and is that when she said, "But nobody got me a birthday present." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so you didn't really think about it; you just did it. I mean, that in a way seems pretty selfless because a lot of times people you ask people, "What's the selfless thing you've done?" and they immediately 
know it. So it's like, well, clearly it wasn't selfless. It's something you almost pride yourself yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, there's always like a motivation, though, that's like, there's a lot of guilt. But I don't know if the, that takes away from it, but that's what uh, drives, really gives you the, the you know, turbo charge is mm-hmm. the guilt. You don't want to feel Turbo toilet flush. Oh, we got to make those t shirts. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Let's get back on track. Anyway, Do you- I don't know if uh, that's altruistic or not. Tig, when the Katrina hit, you raised a bunch of money for Katrina victims. Yeah, Tig that was is pretty very selfless. altruistic. Yes. I did it for myself. How so? I mean... Feel like a big shot? Yeah, I felt <laughs> like a big shot. No, I, I did it... Uh, there were so many levels of what happened. Like, you know, thinking that my whole family and town was dead in Mississippi and, and uh, feeling helpless because nobody could get in to the town. Guys, we've just been nominated. I'm sorry, I'm on for the funniest <laughs> podcast episode. Just we're up for it. Just we're going good. Uh, so yeah, when Katrina hit, thought my whole family was dead, and so yeah, you couldn't get into the town, and so I was gonna just drive out there and bring some stuff in case people were in need, and then it snowballed online. So I think it became, it looked a lot bigger than it meant than I meant for it to be because people were, you know, at the time MySpace was going on and people were posting it on MySpace and all of a sudden I had this, like, donation center my house turned into for 72 hours. Like, there were there was lights mm. at night lighting up my yard and people were boxing. Comedians were at my house 24 hours a day boxing up uh, clothes and food. I and love that bit. Donating money. <laughs> But um, boom, <laughs> Tig um, um, to demonstrate people boxing things up just look like a chimp <laughs> playing with a human hair crawling on top. <laughs> right? <laughs> How else am I going to get it across? <laughs> How else are our listeners going to know what boxing up clothing <laughs> for Katrina means? Did you have a Swamp Rock concert? Yeah, it's Swamp to Rock raise, plan to raise funds. Yeah. But yeah, no, I did that. Um, and it was, who stopped the rain? Um, but you did- Let the teeth of the <laughs> devil's whore and play some swap rock. <laughs> you, you felt good about yourself? Or at that point, you're experiencing so many emotions. I felt good about myself, but I was also, it was the, I felt so good about other people. And I just, I, I was blown away. It was such a... By the hurricane? I was blown away by the hurricane. My family was blown away by the hurricane. I was blown away by how much people want to give. You know, it's, I think just people want so desperately. I think it's human nature to want to give. Um, and then when there's something that comes around that you can give to, it's, you know, it's there's your explosion that you can kind of... But it's interesting that it is always <clears throat> more... Uh, not always. It's a lot of times, I mean, you felt compelled, obviously, but family-related. I mean, clearly family are people you know. Yeah. So it's hard to make the argument that it's strictly because they share your same genes. Mm-hmm. But that, in a weird way, like the the altruism, you know, the, the sort of the selfish gene element is that, like, you just, you wanted your genes to continue, so you sort of subconsciously felt like, well, I better go help them out. Mm-hmm. Make sure these... But that seems so heartless, and it seems like that's not how human beings work. I mean, you feel genuine emotions, and you... So much compassion for right. people. And yeah, I mean, I guess it's selfish in the way that you're projecting how you would feel, you mm-hmm. know? So you're kind of thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, I also think that's... Obviously, it's not a bad thing. 
you know, when I when I see uh, people in need or something, I'm immediately like, uh, I wouldn't want that. Here, yeah. Here, let me help you. Yeah, if you've ever been on the side of the road, whether it was out of gas or the flat tire, and you just needed a little bit of a lift, and you watch how many cars go by, mm. and you're suddenly on the other end of that, like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Being homeless must be... Even worse than being homeless, the amount of people that ignore you Espe- is... Especially if it happens on your birthday. That happened to me once, and it was my birthday. I was like, on my birthday? Was yeah. it your birthday? <clears throat> well, when I broke down and... and uh, <laughs> you managed my to cram like, my birthday gotta, like we, we four gotta times. We got to push the car back, and, and I was like, uh, I'm not pushing it. It's, what if people were driving birthday. by saying, happy birthday? <laughs> would that make you feel like that? It would make me feel a lot better. When I was... This is kind of unrelated, but a very funny thing. Um, I was in Minneapolis with Natasha Leggero and we were out for a sushi dinner and um, she was waiting on some hey, take on some sushi <laughs> she gets some sushi wow. <laughs> so we were waiting she, we were having sushi and she was having some wine and she was waiting on like some information from her agent about something and there was a photo shoot in the sushi restaurant and these models were walking by, and Natasha had on a sundress and a big floppy hat. And um, when the models would walk by to go uh, take the pictures, Natasha was, like, saying hi to them and wave. Oh, oh, hello there, dear. And they were ignoring her. And she's like, oh, this must be what homeless people feel like. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, um, having sushi and waiting for their agent to call. <laughs> this is exactly head, yeah. what the homeless people go through, Natasha. <laughs> yeah, there was a homeless lady at the post office yesterday that uh, smelled horrendous and needed. I think she needed eight dollars and was wondering if I could. And get then her she'd stuff. be all good. Yeah, she was like, "I'm trying to get all into the shelter over here. I need eight bucks." I mean, none of that made sense to me, but I thought, like, again, like home. And I, yeah, I feel like homeless people, like people who need money, like don't even need the story of like I need it for this. Yeah, I need it's money. Just like, here, just like smell look me. at me. Yeah, I, I mean, come on. Get a whiff of Give me money. Yeah. Get a whiff of this. So I gave her a dollar, and uh, she immediately pulled out a Bible and wanted to read me some scriptures. Sweet. So I was, I was like, this transaction is done. I now you're subjecting me to something that I don't care for at this Mm. point. So I was just like, no thanks, I'm good. And then she's like shouting at me. I mean, granted, she's homeless. There are probably a few other things going on besides like, I missed out on that promotion. Was she trying to save your soul (laughs) or just bore you to death? She's just constantly mentioning there's a real God. There's a real God up in the sky. And I was like, okay, But the fact that you were following the Bible by, you know, giving her something, that's like a precept of the Bible. She should be like, oh, he gets it. I don't need to. Yeah, she was mentally ill. I mean, yeah. how do we not get yeah. this, <laughs> this conversation? <laughs> and then she started chewing her shoe. <laughs> I don't know, what that, I don't know what that meant. All of her hair was gone. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, when you try to do something selfless. Like I mean, maybe I she thought you – I'm sorry. Go ahead. When I mentioned before on the podcast, I gave Chris Spiva a sandwich, and then he mm-hmm. said, what, only one? Like, that level of oh, – clearly. <laughs> you know, like, there's there's – Selfless acts like involve a certain amount of expectation. I guess it seems mm-hmm. like you know, like what if you had shown up in uh, Past Christian and the people? Do you want That's me? my no. hometown. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. I don't know. Okay. Past um, Christian, Mississippi. And I, and people had just been like the uh, birthplace of Swamp Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the woman thought she was being nice to you by sharing. Maybe so she having... thought she was doing a selfless thing. I mean, so how you know you can never know how your selfless act is gonna 
you know, if someone came to your house, like your neighbors, and like, good news, we made all this stuff for you, you might be really offended. Like, I'm not doing that bad. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, no, we just wanted to prepare all this stuff. You're like, no. go to hell. I'm doing fine. No, you smell horribly. Here, here's some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I feel, I remember when I was going down to um, Mississippi after the hurricane, there was a, a news team that wanted to interview me about it, but they were hesitant because they wanted to make sure I wasn't doing this f- for your prom- career. Yeah, to promote myself. <laughs> Mind if I do a quick five I up front? I was so irritated <laughs> that I didn't want to talk to them. I because I was still like in I, like I thought everybody was dead in yeah. my like I was so offended by that. I I, I was mm. I, I yeah I didn't want to talk to them. We're here with local comedian and fundraiser Tig Notaro. <laughs> How's it feel, Tig? What's the deal with tragedy? <laughs> Check my website. <laughs> what do they What do they say to you to make to, It was what a question f- they asked you to. to they probe? didn't. They didn't ask me. They uh somebody told somebody called me and said, "Hey, there's a news team in this town you're gonna be driving through on your route to Mississippi." And uh, they'd like to interview you about what you're doing, but they just want to make sure that it's not like you promoting yourself. And oh. I said, well, then I don't want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. This, this is <laughs> what a weird way to go about promoting myself. I yeah. hate when people reach out to you and then suddenly start putting you through yeah. all these qualifications. Yeah. Like, you asked me. I yeah. have no interest. Yeah. You want to bring? Seems like I don't know. Couldn't they edit that out or? <laughs> and, I mean, like edit out Tig's so, like uh, con- nonstop self promotion. Wait, what do you mean? Like, can't they just interview you? It just seems like why do they have to ask that question to you? Well, Even they, you were, were, pro- down they were probably there. doing live. Ra- a lot of stuff was live. You know, just like right there. Or maybe on just the sp- okay, yeah, but maybe just know. cut you off. Like, yeah, oh, I we're guess not, we're not doing that. I guess, but I think a lot of stuff. It was that kind of like panicked uh reporting we're just going live we're doing you know that mm-hmm. kind of maybe they just had someone promote themselves and they were just saying next time it had nothing to do with what they thought of you as a person i yeah i don't know kyle <laughs> i think that's what happened okay <laughs> well uh that's uh that's been podcast that's a nice <laughs> way to um awkwardly get into our guest um, let's get into him let's do it he's a, a return guest yeah good to have him back this is our first return guest no, uh, no, we've had Dr. Cohen. Yeah, we had Dr. Ike. Cohen. Robert Ike's been back. Ike. Oh, oh Sasha's God. dad is who started the riddle thing. Not the riddle. He was the original no, no, no. riddler. Well, he was the riddler. And so after him, not that that's what inspired your thing, but yeah. it was after that. That right. anyway. Owen oh, Weissman's been back. We've had a few uh, repeat people. Yeah. Yeah, I was just joking. I but remember the- those people. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this, uh, this is the first guest with this is the longest uh, time between. Yeah. The exactly. first returning guest with an orange sweatshirt. Yeah. Yes. A burnt orange like UT. Like UT. Yeah. It's Alexander Platt. He's a researcher at US UCLA Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology, previously at USC. And he trained at Harvard and University of Pennsylvania. Did you go to UT? No, I did not. Why are you wearing that sweatshirt? Because it's very fetching on me. It sure <laughs> is. It, it does is a good go color nicely. For you. Yeah, it goes nicely with Thank your you. hair and everything. An, an that's all. I w- that's all we wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> Thanks. Thank for you for by. coming. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> you spent some time over in Austria as well. I did spend a little time at the Gregor Mendel Institute out there. Gregor, man, you've, you've, your your um, resume is uh, filling up. 
I think last time you were here, you were at USC, weren't you? That's right. Now you've gone to their crosstown rival. Yep, moved to crosstown. You what, must be getting nonstop taunts from all those kids. What got you moved over there? New job. More money. Completely not some, selfless. Some money. <laughs> Altruism. When did you move? Uh, just in uh, September. Oh, okay. And what's so, the new What's the new job all about? New job is a uh, split between doing research on uh, theoretical population genetics and population genetics applied to local oak trees. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Local oak tree genetics. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know. So, uh, Cal- California Valley oaks and the like. I did not know that. <laughs> People did that. So yeah. you look at like... What what is that what does that uh, entail? <laughs> how all the trees are related to each other and how the different mm-hmm. local species are hybridizing. Okay, and how are they hybridizing? Deliciously. It's going well. Yeah. Oh, do you encourage hybridizations? Yeah, no, but we uh, we exploit it for biological Will gain. You put two trees together. It's just too leave. slow. Mm-hmm. Too slow. So we have to. Uh, Pretty much go out and see what they're doing on their own. Like they had, like they'll put two horses together that are good at racing, <coughs> and hope they mate. Like you might put two big trees together. Yeah, kind of just oh boy, waiting for the offspring to grow up is painfully. This yeah. podcast is sounding sexy. Yeah, it's the way everyone's sexy. Yeah, everybody's We're talking, talking about really sexy. oak tree it's sex. Real. We're talking about <laughs> that tree. Hybrid zone. And uh, what what's your uh, what's your connection with altruism? What, what well, we were once again at a party where I ate a significant <laughs> number of cupcakes. Okay. There and I was, uh, sipping a cool beer. <laughs> <laughs> and a cupcake. Uh, I, was re- I had, at the time, was reading uh, The Selfish Gene, and started, there was a, some, sort, some part of it that I was uh, fascinated with, and, I, and then I ran into Alex and started chatting him up about it. Does Alex and just pop up whenever you need a friend when you're whenever, having a beer? Yeah, whenever I'm partying. You know what? I think I'm out of nowhere catching a cold during this episode. Well, here we go. Maybe you're allergic to fun. Or orange sweatshirts. <laughs> yeah, something. But anyway, go ahead. Wow, yeah, you s- we went to suddenly yeah. looking you just look um, like miserable. You have a- yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm having some trouble here. But anyway, hi. Go on, you're at a party. You're having <laughs> you're at a, a beer. party. We're talking about altruism. And uh, at, at that point, like the... The part of it that, that seemed the most interesting was the idea that, oh, we revere things like, man, that, that guy just jumped in front of that bus to save that kid. Or, you know, they, they jumped in that pool and saved so-and-so. Whoever's saving someone... Or Tig's mom threw her into the pool when she was an infant. Right. Right. Or, <laughs> or mother says, I didn't get her a gift this year. <laughs> she, your mother was trying to make you as strong as possible of a swimmer. So in a... In, in a certain way, she was behaving altruistically for her own gene and making sure you don't drown. Yes. In that sense. And I, so I was just talking to him about that, and I, I guess it displays itself in plants as well, right? Well, they will sacrifice for the good of the group. I suppose so. <laughs> but he had a lot of stuff at the party. And uh, <laughs> um, actually, the, one of our, the first clip uh, here, Aaron, if you're all fired up, this one is more about. Uh, about that, about this plant that, like, when it gets light, will sort of um, harbor it and then pass it on for, for the good of the group rather than metabolize it you itself. You guys want some light? I have some <laughs> extra light. I've been out there soaking up light all day. I hate to harbor all this. <laughs> Here's the clip. It's the yellow jewel weed, a plant 
which under conditions of deprivation of light does not do what you would expect it to do, namely to invest energy in the creation of leaves so as to soak up as much of, of the sunshine that it can for photosynthesis, um, but rather invests in, in stems. It doesn't do that when it's surrounded by kin, by members of the same species. It does do that when it's surrounded by members of different species. I always think of the word kin as like what rednecks refer yeah. to. Yeah, Whenever I hear somebody educated say kin, mm-hmm. you know, how's your kin? What How is, is your kinfolk? <laughs> <laughs> is your kinfolk good? <laughs> I always think it's somebody from redneck. down south, <laughs> you know. I think it is. I think it started down there, I feel like. Kin? Hmm. I anyway. don't know. Can I get a cool beard? Yeah. Go bird. Wait, so what, what is he saying? When the plant is near a different species, it, it keeps the light to himself? I think not even a different species, just unrelated individuals of its own species. Oh. It, uh, it starts hogging the light. Really? But, I mean, if it's, but if it's got its own relatives nearby, it says... Mm-hmm. You mean hogging it like it doesn't open its petals as much or something? Like How does it hog the light? Yeah, it sort of puts out extra stems to create shade. Oh, what a son of a bastard! We uh, we have variations of things like uh, Mother Teresa, things like that. Like, how do you, if you are just going on the strict altruistic, there everything is for the propagation of genes. I mean, how do you sort of, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Kyle? Um, human humanism. How do you, ju- how do you like just not justify? But I can't how do remember you, the name of your album. I was going to say your album. <laughs> humanitis. Humanitis. Uh, how, how do you um, how do you qualify something like that? Like where the, this is a person that seemingly just did it for the good of her, you know, the people around her and her community. Someone that's very selfless. Yeah. Well, there's certainly there's there's a bunch of different ways you can sort of come to this uh, this sort of equilibrium of people being willing to help out other people even when they're not related. Uh, one way is to just recognize that that we're all related, and we're all brothers and sisters under God's son. I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Well, you know, so um, you and I may be unrelated in terms of humanity. That mm-hmm. You pick any two people, and they'll be about as unrelated as you and I. Mm-hmm. You pick any two organisms, and we're practically the same person. Right. Um, so we share a lot of genes. Yeah, like when people say, oh, man, we're chimps in us. We're like 97% similar DNA-wise. Yeah. So you and I must be, what, 99.9 similar? Yeah, just about. And we look very different to other humans, at least. Yeah, you're not wearing any orange. (laughs) And Kyle's topless. Mm, Yeah, well, let's remind our listeners. I'm doing this whole podcast topless for ratings. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, you guys. (laughs) Um, so you certainly can help out your genes by helping out unrelated people. In so we want to we want to help all humanity. Essentially, that's what you're saying. Like any, there's no selfless act because you're helping humans, which in effect helps the group you're a part of. Yeah. So so there's certainly an aspect of that. Uh, there's also other things going on though. Um, one way that you can get to this kind of equilibrium is if people have a reputation. Mm-hmm. If you decide, I'll help out people who help other people. Well, that works out, because now I've got a reputation of being helpful. Other people are going to help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not, uh, it's not even I'm helping other people without expecting anything. It's that even if this person can't help me back directly, and even if this act itself is not helping me, 
it puts me in a good position to be helped by others in the future. Mm-hmm. Pay right. it forward. I think part of what you're saying, right. too, is if you feel connected to a certain circle of people, you just have this instinct to help out. Like, Tig feels connected to these people in Mississippi because she grew up there. Mm-hmm. And the people who don't help, maybe that's like a sad thing. They don't feel connected to anybody. If someone's being selfish, they don't feel that. Is it that is, true? It is, but uh, the evolutionary biologist will say that's just kicking the can down the road. Why, sh- why should you feel connected in this way? I would think he would say something a little smarter <laughs> yeah, than that. Yeah, I mean, just kicking a can. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty much if just that's standard all terminology. there was to the terminology, I would have uh, stuck to... St- Chapter 7, kicking cans. <laughs> I will start from the beginning. First, get a rope. Can <laughs> goes on rope. Now, I am moving. If we were to take the circumference of the can, <laughs> times the road length, we get a can being kicked down, hence road. Now... <laughs> All right, so you're kicking a can down the road. Right, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, so people that believe in karma are really just sort of the least altruistic people because they're like, oh, I'm, I believe in karma, that's why I'm doing this. Oh, so you're doing exactly what you were just saying. You're banking up a bunch of good you know, people helping you down the road, sort of tokens... So that you will get them down the road. You're not doing it in the in the sense that like, yeah, I'm doing this and that's just, that's great. I See, believe- I think that's such a weird thing to do is to do things in hopes that something good will come to you. But people say it, they go, it's good karma. So that's yeah. what they're, that's essentially what they're saying is like, would not be doing this if yeah. it weren't for the off chance that something good is going to come back to I don't ever use me. the word what karma. If, what if you don't like what's in the can when it comes to you? Do you just kick it on? Kick like, it on down the road. If I'm understanding the analogy, you somebody kicked the can down to you, so you take what you want and then kick it on down further. Like your the karma can is that is it a karma can? Are we kicking a karma can? Karma soda? No, that wasn't the analogy. Oh, I don't understand. <laughs> well, then you need to read chapter kicking the can on down the road. <laughs> now. now. <laughs> Sorry. So answering Kyle's question, <laughs> they've morphed into the same person. That happened years ago. We're gonna put the <gasps> online picture of me. Oh, online with the my shirt off because I just to prove that I am in this. Uh, yeah, need to get those ratings up. <laughs> yeah, gotta get the ratings. Okay, so go ahead. Right. So just. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So so the question of of why we feel the need uh, to be kind to others um, isn't sort of an answer uh, without raising the extra question of why we feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, which then needs to be further explained. Okay. So why do we feel that way? Do you feel like it is something predetermined? I mean, obviously there are sociopaths. There are people that don't, don't help people, feel don't anything. feel anything. That's certainly an anomaly. But for the, for the average person just walking along, you see someone fall down. The first reaction I find with me is laughter. But then there's... When a, somebody falls down? Yeah. Ugh, that's my least favorite. I can't not laugh, depending on how they fall. Like, one time it happened, I didn't laugh. This woman was walking in front of me. I was looking at the ground, but I almost heard it. I heard the Mm -hmm. stubbed foot, and then as I looked up, I just heard her, poof, like hit, stomach first. And I caught up to her. I didn't laugh for the first time maybe in my life. Uh I was like, are are you okay? And she got up, and she was laughing, and she was like, I didn't even put my hands out. (laughs) What's wrong with me? She's like, I just landed on my chest. I mean, Uh, I have a sense of humor about when I fall, but when I see somebody else fall... What about a trip? Is that okay? Because then you're not getting hurt. Kind of. I feel... uh, 
I feel bad for them. I immediately think like if they're insecure or something. I feel bad that they're. I wish like, I had those filters. There's nothing like that going on in my head. It's just guttural laughter. Uh, the idea of these little bipeds, these little things on two sticks. When I see somebody trip, I go, oh, like, uh, I'm sorry, you really? know. But yeah, I don't know why it doesn't. Um, there it was, doesn't make me laugh. There was a bench. I was in like Toronto, and me and my friend just sat on the bench because there was a little part of the sidewalk that like went up three inches and uh. just every third person guaranteed <laughs> just a little stumble nothing and, and you would go stand and watch it was endlessly entertaining maybe if I sat down and I said let's look at this as a little game and have some have some fun but yeah mm-hmm. if I'm just I don't I immediately for some reason I can laugh at myself and go and picture what that must have looked like and the people that enjoy people tripping and whatever enjoy yourself you know mm-hmm. So do you hate America's Funniest Home Videos? Funniest. <laughs> Welcome back to America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> I love America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, it is pretty funny. <laughs> um, but that's not why uh, Alexander Platt is here today, no. to talk about funny home videos. Gene-wise, jeans want to promote themselves. There are all sorts of, aside from just leaping into the river to help your son, because you know that he carries your same gene, there are other other like altruistic elements to there was an episode of friends where i think it was like joey i've seen all of them have you seen it (laughs) no one of them i think phoebe wanted to do a selfless act and everything she kept doing kept being returned you know some good came of it so i was like well i wasn't selfless you benefited in some way episode 126 (laughs) It is kind of funny to even hear you say the name Phoebe. I don't yeah, know I know the. God, I, I don't even care Phoebe's for that Phoebe's crazy show. cat had just entered the room. <laughs> there was a woman who, oh, sorry, a guy, this is just very similar to what you're saying. There was a plane crash in D.C. and it was freezing water and he saw her struggling. There was a row of people watching and then one guy jumped in and got her. And uh, I think he just felt her pain. You know, he just got connected to what she was going through and he jumped in, sacrificed we all, we always applaud that, but really what was going on psychologically in his head is maybe he was looking at like, well, I'm older, closer to death, these genes, whereas her genes, younger, need those to carry on. So was there even a discussion? Was there an, a dialogue in his head? Or was that something we're incapable of even controlling? We're like sort of predisposed to asso- like assess which genes are the most valuable to yeah, the species. Yeah, well, it's got to be some of each, doesn't it? You would think so. It, it makes me feel along the same lines of like predetermination or something that we are just vehicles for this gene and that we're always thinking, I'm a good person and I'm helping that girl out of the ice water when really something a little bit more subversive is happening, which is those genes need to carry on. I think it's more like that's happening to me. You know, like at a certain point he was looking and he, he just, doesn't want to go through that. He felt her pain and mm-hmm. it became like his pain in a way, maybe. Little that. Have you heard the story of the guy who took the picture of the little like refugee girl, and there was like a buzzard moving toward her, and he rather than help took a picture, and then he ended up committing suicide after the fact. He just felt so miserable that he stopped to capture that moment. It just just because a buzzard got near her. He maybe finished. What happened? Did the buzzard eat her? I don't know. I'm sure it (laughs) took its time. 
Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know the story well enough I sh- to even really bring it up. But. <laughs> but I love it as it is. I love that a buzzard walked towards a girl. He and took a picture and then he killed himself. He, I think he just hated the idea that he didn't react so immediately. That he took a second to say, like, wow, this is a real stark contrast of someone in need, this little mm. girl that couldn't help herself, and then just what is life, you know, sort of attacking you. Oh, this is... This to me is a you know metaphor here. Took the picture and then after the fact was like I'm horrible. And then a buzzard showed up after he killed himself. Right, yeah, and had a nice time. That mm-hmm. story's a real buzz kill. Hey, thanks, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> that was so low, Aaron. How dare you? Um, so anyway, sorry. Going back to that, I you think it's a bit of both. You think it's a bit of both. I mean, do, you you obviously, but just by saying that, also. think that there is free will and humans are endowed with sort of an angel and a devil maybe so to speak like there are rational decisions you make but what about impulses like that guy didn't stand there and watch the girl swim around and go okay cons i save her i'm a hero she lives why were those cons (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's something i would have said cons i save her Cons. <laughs> Pros, I get really cold in the water. I gotta lug around that key to the city. That I possibly heavy. can't scramble out of the water. I drown uh, and die. Pros, nutsack goes into my body. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> like he just reacts immediately. So let me digress a bit. Okay, we already have. There's a uh, <laughs> come no, back and yeah, try not your me. Go the opposite of what we. Yeah, he hasn't digressed yet. Uh, so there's a uh, there's a concept of uh, group selection in addition to the sort of kin selection kinds of things we've been talking about. Okay. It says, look, um, any group of people, related or unrelated, probably do better if they're helping each other out than another similar group where people are just uh, in it for themselves. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to maintain these kinds of groups, though, because... Oh, there's an... Evolutionary stable system, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And w- one of them is uh, carers and bearers, right? Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Problem is... Care bearers. Uh, uh, <laughs> carers and bearers. It's really hard to just That's sort of s- sit in one of these uh, equilibrium where everybody's helping each other because any one person in this group uh, is probably better off cheating. Right. All right. Let, let's let everybody else take care of everybody, including me. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, um, I'll pretend like I'm carrying jugs of water or what have you, but really what I'm doing is making my way with the ladies. It's like Survivor, yeah. the show. Right. <laughs> the show. Um, so it's really hard to maintain a group functioning like this um, in a sort of abstract, rational sense, at least over the long term. Um, but one of the great advantages that we as humans have is the ability to think about it for a little while and say, you know what? It would be better if if we all pitch in, and I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so we have a lot of ability to rationally think about what's going on and decide that, yeah, I am going to pitch in. <laughs> Things will work out better that way. Mm-hmm. If you've been helped. like I mean, a lot of people, it may not be inherent. It's weird when you see a child... That it's not that weird. <laughs> no, it is weird. No, you ever I see mean, a child? You ever see one? They stand around and stuff? <laughs> it is weird, it's, Tig. It's pretty right. bizarre. People. No, but you know what it is? It's not weird. That's nuts. nuts! When you see a kid, my friend's child went over and grabbed a jump rope. Is that way? Oh, I'm sorry. Is it going to be nuts? No, it's not nuts. Not okay. even remotely. But he. Medium. That's not remotely nuts. <laughs> 
Walk he out. went and grabbed a jump rope, and, it, and my friend, his dad, goes, hey, buddy, you already have one of those. Natural, I think, reaction for a child is to be like, but I have this one. I want this one. And he just went, oh, okay, and went over to the other kid and goes, here you go, and gave it to him. Mm-hmm. I, to me, that scene is so cute. I was like, yeah. that is just amazing, because to me... Kids are sort of what humans are fighting off being as they get older, which Mm -hmm. are like greedy. I want all this stuff. I want all those toys. Mm -hmm. Give me more food and candy, mostly candy. And as you get older, as you get older, you kind of you're taught. You learn that by helping people, you get things in return, which is not altruistic. You're just sort of taught that like, here, listen, help this person out. It's it's good for the whole group. So you're kind of, you know, you, you learn to, I don't know, sort of counteract with the instinctual things that you may have yeah we didn't uh that was nuts by the way i don't know why, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did you say why would you say that's not nuts you thought the kid giving the jump rope I, back know, was to be nuts. fair i thought it was medium nuts it's yeah. really at yeah. least yeah. at yeah. least, at least medium bare minimum nuts. medium nuts yeah all right go ahead alexander talk about the care bears where'd that go <laughs> wasn't there a story about care bears uh, this is the story about care bears. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, so, but the thing is, um, you can get around a lot of these problems with the cheaters if you institute punishment. Right. All right, so that's sort of the flip side of it. All right, now uh, we've got somebody, we find that he's cheating and he's not helping out, we can punish him. Uh, and that uh, that's, in some ways, another form of kicking the can down the road. Uh, Which we, we all love to do. Because we all have to, uh, to chip in and uh, share in the punishing. Right. So why do we I'll punish give a cheating beating. or just not being altruistic? Sort of the same thing at this point. Which sucks because like we we revere altruistic, but in a way you have to be to a certain degree selfless. So it's how is it something that can be revered if it's just like you you should do that? You and have we'll to do that. we'll come back and answer that uh, after <laughs> this commercial break on Professor Blastoff with our guest Alexander Platt. And we're back on Professor Blastoff uh, after you just listened to that commercial of something you'll probably buy. Will. With money. We're with Alexander Platt, researcher at UCLA Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology. And the question I left off on was um, we have an evolutionary stable society where we have some takers, some givers, a mix of each, and people are penalized for cheating, meaning that they didn't give enough, but we revere altruism like, oh, that, you know, that was great. You were selfless, but, but because we punish, then, then it doesn't seem to be that it's something you choose to do selflessly. It's something you sort of have to do. Yeah, well, the evolutionary biologist doesn't really care of something selfless, right? I mean, we've got acts that benefit others at a cost to the self, mm-hmm. and that's, uh, that's sort of all the important information. And you might want to further think about, well, it's an act that helps others at mm, maybe cost to the self that could turn into a benefit for the self over the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, That still gets us to a place of, I'm going out of my way to help somebody else. Uh, And motivations uh, never really come into it. We have a clip about um, uh, motivation behind helping um, you want to set that up? It's the all? same. It's the same speech or same talk. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll post it on our website. It's pretty informative. It's like forty-five minutes, and this is just yeah a part where a guy talks about you know your motivation behind being altruistic. Okay. Same talk from before. Yeah, yeah. These are all 
same clips from the same dude. Alright, just setting up the time on that, and here it is. If I take an old lady across the street, and while doing so I'm hit by a truck, and, and am killed, but the result of my actions is that the old lady makes it to the other side of the street, if she knows that I did that only to be written into her will, she will rightly not consider me an altruist, nor will anyone else in this room. In other words, psychological altruism is all about intention, and not necessarily about result. He needs some water. I know. Yeah, he's got a yeah, little bit of a... Definitely dry mouth. Yeesh. We won't go back to him. <laughs> and what about animals with altruism? Right, so we don't really question the motives of the animal. Mm-hmm. What, we, what we question is, why did the animal do it? Maybe he's going to get something out of it. Maybe he thinks he might get something out of it in the future. Or she. <laughs> Thank you. Never. Yeah, yeah another part of that talk. We showed that, a, uh, a clip once of a dog dragging <clears throat> a dog across Amazing. A, but yeah, the first dog yeah. got hit have by... Have you seen that, Alexander? I have not. It's outrageous. Have we done this topic before? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why'd we show that? That one was on love. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, and then the other dog risks his life. like, And he's looking at cars and then going forward. It's and, like a busy freeway. And he goes over and grabs the dog and pulls him into the median. It's exactly and like Frogger. Yeah, it's just, I mean, he, he navigates slow, his way across. A slow, bloody frog <laughs> with dogs. That, that talk, though, that guy Dogger. talked about how uh, monkeys will jump in the water if they see another one fall in. And that's more altruistic than humans because monkeys can't swim. Oh. How many monkeys? <laughs> Isn't that just monkey see, water. monkey do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bunch of monkeys. monkeys. Is, is that clip worth monkey listening don't to? don't swim. About um, the monkeys? I pretty much says what I just said, but oh, with okay. a lot uh, stickier mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Would you add sticky mouth to what you said? You the thing to. about that is <laughs> altruism can be seen in humans because... Yeah, he must I be nervous. Maybe he gave his guy. water away to somebody who needed it more. It's a really That's good, a good talk. Oh. At some point in there, he, he also discusses uh, George Price. We were talking about earlier, uh, wrote the Price Equation... Uh, which you said didn't really involve altruism, but was more like it does in effect, like have to do with gene- which genes get pushed push ahead, which win. Yeah, it's how natural selection operates uh, you know, on genes or pretty much anything else. But he was kind of an eccentric genius, and I th- I think very gene very, very eccentric, very ex- very eccentric. How in the way that I think he went nuts thinking about this. Nuts. Oh, oh, is it going to happen? What huh? guys? What I'm going to tell you <laughs> is might be considered medium high nuts. Hey, David. What's medium, medium high, high nuts? nuts? Oh, wait, high isn't in there. It's just what's medium nuts? Well, I feel like this medium is medium high. high. This is medium almost too high. Nuts. Yeah. Okay. What's medium to high nuts? No. What's medium to high nuts? Oh, okay. Guys, you want to join in? Absolutely. Okay. One, two, three. What's medium to high nuts? I'll tell you. Uh, George Price created this equation. He's a bit of a genius, and then he decided that by giving he would really reap the benefits of altruism. He would do things strictly for the sake of doing them and not in any way expect anything in return. So he just gave away all his money, and he was once quoted as saying, like, today was a great day. I only have, like, $17 left, 17 pounds left. People were like, ugh. And he's like, yeah, and I can't wait to give it away. And so he, of course, gives everything away and then ends up homeless. And then 
lives that way isn't it's just, ah, it's and then great. did it's a per- buzzard walk up <clears throat> <laughs> but no buzzards came up but he just <laughs> stayed homeless and the worst part of the story is that on some level you would think like man maybe he figured it out maybe he realized that not much of this stuff matters and humans and altruism is just a myth but then he killed himself <laughs> so so Did but, he? yeah so he proved why that- are all your stories about suicide <laughs> so today i said his medium to high nuts he uh <laughs> That's- on some level you feel like oh maybe he realized yeah being altruistic is great and it fulfills your soul but then because he went ahead and (laughs) killed himself and there was no buzzard you say no no buzzard (laughs) creeping up on it that i know of (laughs) so maybe it is better to be selfish i mean you don't see a lot of guys that are you know wealthy tycoon types uh, or girls mostly just guys wealthy tycoon gals always uh i don't know that that just seemed if he had lived a, that life and then as, discovered something, was enlightened in some way, you might give some credence to it. Like, yeah, I guess it is better to give nothing to yourself and give it all away. And it's, But in effect, it ended up being the worst experiment he's ever conducted. Yeah. Wow! wow that's, that's medium to high nuts! nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, David, when you were telling that story, it just gave me a flashback to... The other buzzard story, and I don't know if I'll ever move on from that. I couldn't wait to say that's medium to high nuts. I wasn't listening. I was just seeing <laughs> when I could finally say that. <laughs> Alexander, we didn't tell you about our our nuts thing. We're just trying it out just to see if it's a real hit. <clears throat> oh, oh, I'm familiar with your nuts. Okay, Alexander, <laughs> how dare you? Now we are going to have to wrap up soon. If if there's any uh, last minute things, uh, Kyle, do you have any questions? Um, that, uh... Do I have any questions? Hmm. Well, Tig, uh, now that I think about it, I do have one question. What is it? <laughs> well, I haven't got it yet, but I'm hoping this <laughs> delay will... I have, I have a question okay. I'd like to pose to you guys. And Is there anything truly, like the Friends episode, that is completely selfless? That well, you're not helping... Why do your... you have to compare everything to Friends? You've Jennifer Aniston does <laughs> this. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston does that. But you Jen know said me this. well enough. That's my thing. I refer... <laughs> can I pay for this in Friends Did you quotes? like Friends? I didn't care for it. Oh. I don't know Do why like I watched Jennifer a lot Aniston? of it. Can we move on? Come on, David. I think she's fine. I, I have you no love her. I do not. Who would you um, like to be with out of the three girlfriends? Well, Jennifer Aniston. No question. Really? Yeah. Okay. Guys, um, come on. Let's get back to that. That was track. not my question. My question David, is. Quit trying to talk about friends. Let me more. just squeeze in more friend stuff. <laughs> I got a lot of good stuff here. Okay, what's your why question? Do you, why don't we give David 10 seconds to talk about friends as much <laughs> okay, as you want? Right, get it out we'll of your on. system. Okay. What I loved about it was the complex dynamic between a few friends that never really seem to have jobs but have managed to afford these pretty nice apartment buildings in downtown Manhattan. Wrap it up. Okay, sorry. And uh, <laughs> as per a friend of mine uh, named Doug, uh, when they did the exterior shot and there was a balcony, they actually never had that balcony when they showed balcony shots of them from the interior. It was this giant, expansive balcony, but really from the outside, it didn't look anything like that. Doug Benson, right? Yeah, he's a big Friends guy and was on Friends. Um, he's so anyway. a fan of Friends? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so can you ever do anything <laughs> altruistically? Can can anything actually, ha- even if you say, oh, you kill yourself, you're making more space on the planet, but you've ruined the lives of people around you. You That's certainly not in any way altruistic. You've given away all of your money, but you did that 
what for yourself for your genes to be a little more yeah there's, secure? It seems like there's not enough words like altruism doesn't seem it seems to be a umbrella but never quite nails it right it, it, especially if it's just under the smallest part of the umbrella which is selfless can, i mean can there be things that don't in some way benefit if not you someone directly related to you particularly like they're benefiting your own genes or humans we're all brothers and sisters as alex said mm-hmm. I mean, what, what do you think on that alex ander alexander well, you, have, you uh, have three seconds it's it's a little tough because anything that really uh helps other people at your own expense probably not something that's going to stick around too long it just feels very lack of free will like we're a part of something bigger Give a good example like of that. Like the sixth season of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's moving toward a conclusion and we're all just sort of parts of it. Think of how long humanity's been around and it's been building little sh- teepees, then shanty towns, then industry, then still, giant skyscrapers. Still, still teepees. It'll move forward from there and we're just, we helped it along. We laid track for that to happen all the while helping each other and being good to each other. But for a greater good, mm-hmm. altruism seems like you're just laying the groundwork for something bigger to happen. It's almost like true altruism, like the story you gave the guy blew his head off, is just stupid. It just sounds <laughs> dumb. Like exactly, that. yeah. Like, why are you living on the street? Why not enjoy your life? Why not eschew, eschew uh, altruism and just have a nice life? And he didn't blow his head off. He cut his throat with a pair of nail scissors. You're kidding me. I am not. You know what that is. With a pair of nail That's nuts! <laughs> That is horrendous. Wait, wait, that wait. is horrendous. <laughs> what, is, what kind of nail scissors? Because the, the scissors I use on my nails, you can't cut your throat with. Kyle's them. tried I, repeatedly. Yeah, <laughs> I just get like a good like, centimeter in. It doesn't get my jugular. <laughs> yeah, man of dedication, I think. You mean the ones where you get the thing to this? Not this, no. the clippers, but like, <laughs> the, like the, the cuticle scissors. The little alligator mouth. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to stab that into your throat? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I can't imagine. He's trying to clip through to his jugular. <laughs> this t- clip, clip, clip. <laughs> Mother, this hurts. <laughs> that, that, to me, are nail scissors. Scissors? That's a scissor to you? You know, the idea of scissors is like That's like, like a little uh, like an alligator X. in the swamps. Yeah. Ah, right. I didn't think it through. <laughs> you know? String me up. Well, with that, we should probably wrap up this episode. No one has any um, thoughts on my provocative question on a third No, because we're wrapping up this episode. <laughs> what about how you guys feel about friends? Love it. <laughs> Get out of the friend zone. <laughs> I like friends. I've seen it once. It seemed nice. Uh, here are some tweets. Uh, the question posed was, are Don't there read any one about me. <laughs> Uh, are there any selfless acts? And people wrote back. Amy is for awesome. Wrote the only solid one that I can think of is to protect someone, knowing that you'll die in the process. That kind of oh. goes back to brothers and sisters. Uh, Alex Collier wrote. People will say no because if nothing, it's to feel better about yourself. But that's only your fault. That's pretty cool. No, that means. Um, Josh that underscore poor person that tweeted the fact that you ended it with I'll figure it out. I'll I'll know what that I don't means. know what it means. I was hoping one of you guys would enlighten me. But if that's your Kyle only fix it out. F- oh oh, so I read it wrong. But if that's your only fault, that's pretty cool. Okay, that's good. No, no, I don't know what that means. It means like if uh, <laughs> if you give stuff away and then you feel good about it. I knew what it meant. <laughs> Next tweet. Um, Josh underscore Costello wrote. No, weren't you listening to Doctor Cohen? Altruism is a genetic thing. 
Smiley face. Great podcast, by the way. Keep it up. Thanks. Guys, I just have one Thanks, point. Thanks, buddy. Hang one on, Aaron. I'm do- thanking that guy still. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Go ahead. We didn't talk about farts, and I think it is appropriate because farting, I think, is purely altruistic because if you think about it, no one else is enjoying your farting. Very but you do true. It only because mm-hmm. you need and to expel is- gas. It is. Yeah. Uh, That's the opposite, selfish. though. You're purely, purely selfish. selfish. Yeah, the opposite. The complete opposite of all. Okay, letting somebody fart. Then right allowing it. <laughs> you may fart, a, for example. Yeah, yeah. Allowing it to be a free farting zone is purely altruistic because you don't enjoy that smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that's Yeah, true. Aaron? I've you cracked might, the code. You might be expecting them to return the favor, though. Yeah. Sometimes you Ugh. just got to let it out. Yeah. Dang it, you've shattered I This is the last episode where we can discuss this, okay? Discuss farting? Yeah. I sincerely doubt that'll be the case. <laughs> <laughs> that's a swan fart. Song. Swan song. Um, I was just doing the... Like goodbye, and then I was hoping someone would do a speech, like goodbye to farts monologue over this. It's been a good run, but every fart must come to an end, even though it started <laughs> from the end. I think people enjoyed that. I can't tell. <laughs> I'm hoping. You got anything else to read? Um, sure. Karen D. wrote, this is the greatest podcast ever. Yeah! Uh, Thank you, Karen D. Hello down there in the hatch. I just want to tell you how much I love the new phrase, innocent adult penises. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't breathe. That's when Kyle got molested. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard during that conversation. Uh, Thank you, Tig, David, and Kyle, for the gifts of laughter and happiness every week. Love, all caps, this podcast. Merry Christmas. Karen, Bridgeport, Michigan. Bridgeport, oh, Michigan. Karen. Oh, Karen. Karen, we love you. Karen, you're just a doll. We just friggin' love you. I guess, Karen. This oh, is from... I want to give you a big hug. <laughs> Can I have some back and forth between these two characters? Karen, here's the thing. I yeah, I love you. Well, let me talk to Karen first. <laughs> let me hey. tell her first that I just got dang love her. Hold on. I can't hold it in any longer. Just Karen. let me go first. I'd love to. Please, I'm begging she... you. Let me talk to Karen first. <laughs> when she sees what I've got in Can store. I just tell her how I feel? I've got a big display of affection. I swear for... it won't be long. You can go next. <laughs> well, I was going to say the same thing. As I, mine's quick. I'm, I'm a little emotional. I feel like i got to say it first because... If I catch her after you've been in there, I don't think I can bear it. I stopped the bit. My bit stopped, but I wanted to keep watching David. (laughs) That was one of those moments where I wish David would wake up to his reality. There was never a Professor (laughs) Blastoff. He was sitting alone in his house. He hadn't even moved away from his mom's house. He's still his age now. And he's talking like Kermit the Frog to some Karen woman. Just a wall. Like, David, it's a time for your meds. I gotta tell Karen. Like, Hold on, I'm talking to Karen. This is between me and Karen and Kyle. <laughs> Who's Kyle? All right, go ahead. Uh, Karen, you've got to love that I made them go back and forth for you. Yes. Karen? Karen? Karen, go Karen. ahead. Oh, Karen, you're ig- on? Just ignore Tig. Oh, interesting. All right, go ahead. Where are we in this? Um, this is David S. Lee. Uh, Sunsberger? Yes, Sunsberger again. But it's, I think it's a different David S. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Tiggery, Kyle, and David. I'm Wait, right. why did I get the weird no- name? Well, Tiggery, Kyle, and David? Calls you Tiggery. Oh, are we that tight? 
You, you guys are David pals. S. You and Sunsberger? <laughs> Homies. Australian Sunsberger? Homies. Okay. Thanks, I'm writing David. to tell you how much I love Professor Vastoff. Uh, Professor Blastoff, you guys are incredibly funny. I have sustained many an injury through uncontrollable convulsive fits of laughter and engaging and inspiring. The format of the show is unique and works so well, and the three of you have an unrivaled natural synergy. Knew it. PB is so important in an age where communicating and getting the wider public excited about science and abstract ideas is becoming is becoming a much harder thing to do. So kudos for putting the effort into creating this awesome podcast that does just that. You guys rock. Um, Page two. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, and, oh, and then he said he had a thing about the uh, forced laughter sessions. Am I supposed to feel awkward? Am I meant to? Am I meant to laugh along? Um, anyway, keep up the awesome work, and please keep doing Professor Blastoff, and then in parentheses, prefer- preferably forever, with lots of love from another David, and then parentheses again, in Australia. We probably um, shouldn't read emails like that. It's just going to spawn hatred. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't you guys read- are totally amazing, and the podcast is perfect. And I, We don't read any of the... Uh, angry ones but uh, oddly it's a Maybe free podcast should. so we don't get a lot of angry ones because if you're oh, okay. furious just, just stop listening it's <laughs> free you're not we're not putting you out in any way um but thanks for the nice stuff it, it is uh appreciated and you know what nice. thanks for Thank the mean you. stuff <laughs> i just don't even care i do hmm. too sensitive about it let's do what are we doing trivia i don't feel a thing any <laughs> tweets or read the tweets read the emails oh right right uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the show where you stop listening <laughs> Than twice now. I love that you ask right after it happens. <laughs> so uh, what do we got? You got any tweets there? Yes, just finished up a half hour of tweets. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. Sorry about that. Um, George Robert Price, an American population geneticist, was born. True. Yes. <laughs> 1922, 1932, 1942. 1932. Aaron, you're next. Kyle, you can't um, go until 42. I'll go with David. David did something weird with his Alexander. Eyes at the end, but he knew I was I'm looking at him, so maybe he was. I'm 32. He, he was a young Ooh, guy. This is tough. I'm going 32. Young guy didn't uh, uh, didn't last very well. The first one was casual. The second two were nervous eyes that David gave me, but he knew I was looking, so maybe he was trying to do. Well, at nervous least he's eyes. still giving you eyes. Yeah. I'm gonna say the first one. I hate you. Yes, wow. 1922. He knew I was looking at oh. That's amazing. Yeah, it's infuriating. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you one more. <laughs> one step ahead of you, Hansbegger. Hansbegger. Richard Dawkins, who wrote The Selfish I want to play Gene. poker with you so bad. Yeah, I would be miserable at it, clearly. Stop flirting the two of or you. Or maybe I'm suckering <laughs> you into a game where I win everything. Megan, um, is a, let me tell Richard her. Dawkins, a British ethologist, evolutionary biologist, and author. He was born in 1921, 1931, 1941. 1941. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. 31. I d- yeah, I have so many tells. You had a stare on the 41. Um, okay. He wrote, which of these is... In- <laughs> this is going to be a dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? Sounds funny. <laughs> think of this. Okay, how do I just read these words without revealing <laughs> <Okay>. everything? <laughs> he wrote three books. 
<laughs> yes. Altruistic evolution, the extended phenotype, and the blind watchmaker. The first one. Second one. First one. First one. First one. Ha ha. Chat again. Um, so Aaron lost. wins today. Oh. Good work, buddy. Good Thanks. work, Aaron. Woo! All right. So uh, do you have anything you want to say about yourself, Alexander, or your life, or your job, or your... Do you want to confess something plug? Do you want to about your love life? mention mm-hmm. your wife, or... My lovely and talented Michelle Balloon? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you should follow Walking her on Twitter. Michelle? Or even find her on the Google+. Plus. Oh. What is her Twitter? What are you from the future? Michelle Balloon is a very funny <laughs> comedian that um, Alexander is having intercourse to. with regularly. Also known as Michelle. how how regularly? Be honest, <laughs> fairly regularly. <laughs> really, once a week at least. That's a lot. My you guys goodness. have married how long? Over a year. Oh, and how long did you date before I uh, get married? About three years. Wow. Yeah, little still rascal. once a week. That's yeah. pretty good. So if not he, more, he said. <laughs> not more. He did say if not more. Is there anything? Is we there, is get there to... anything altruistic about that? Nothing. <laughs> it's all about you. Keep me. giving <laughs> selflessly. Uh, is there anything you um, want to add? A little wrap-up note? Something we didn't get to? That anything like that? Oh, I think we did a wonderful job. Oh, cool! Thanks, buddy. Awesome. Great. And uh, go to our websites. Mm-hmm. Buy our CDs. Should we do the goodbye or is that just annoying? I can't figure it out. Well, we'll, we'll know in time. Goodbye. Goodbye. We got to explain. It's like oh, right. Alexander, you can jump in as well. You got to start Bye. low. That the low. I'm the low guy. Well, the first guy's and low. And you go in second. Goodbye. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Explain to people. And we can't edit any of this. Also, wait before we go to go to professorblastoff.com. There is a poll up now. We currently haven't decided what it is. There are four things. Something you want Tig to do, Kyle to do, David to do, or Aaron to do. We'll vote on whoever gets the or most votes. If you want a buzzard to walk up, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and whoever gets the most votes for their thing that they have willingly uh, agreed to do at this point, uh, head shaving things along those lines, uh, we will do it, videotape it, put it on the internet. Uh, so, so visit the website, and we'll. Thanks, I'm sure there's David. a poll there that has a thing <laughs> we just haven't thought. Oh, of and it send yet. in some some half. Riddles. Oh, yeah. If you want to yeah. write a riddle for Kyle to say. Half riddle. A half riddle. Get halfway there and then say, take it, Kyle. And then he will. We'll see if I remember that title. Title your email riddle for Kyle. Yeah. And this goodbye we do is they harmonize. And then I come in at the end with that barbershop. The one that really brings it home. Yeah, the one that's like gives you that like dissonant Woo! sound. Yeah. That- Exactly. Okay. I don't know why we haven't had Tig do it because she does it masterfully. But Kyle's taking the reins. Kyle does it really well. He's really Woo-wee! good. Goodbye. 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 Well, that's been podcast. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead.